The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. (coughs) I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I will hear from God's Word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Today we're starting a brand new series talking about hearing God's voice. Uh, Hearing the voice of God is probably one of the most frequently asked questions uh, in the Christian world. Amen. Uh, You know, as soon as people get born again, the next thing they want to know is how do I hear uh, God's voice? And let me start by saying it is vitally important for all of us to be able or to at least learn how to hear the voice of God. Amen? Why? Because the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter number 10, verse 23, it is not up to man who walk to direct his own steps. Amen? Uh, What he's saying by that is that all of us in here should submit our steps to God so that God gets to direct our steps. Amen? Amen? Or God gets to speak to us about what we need to do in simple terms. And if you're reading from John 16, uh, verse 13, uh, Jesus gave us this promise. He says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. I want you to, I want to draw your attention to something that Jesus is saying here. He's saying that the Holy Spirit speaks. Did you see that? Uh, The Holy Spirit speaks and he is not talking to himself. He's not crazy. He speaks to you and me. Amen? He says, For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Man, this is an awesome piece of promise to God's children. I was in uh, Stellenbosch yesterday uh, for a business meeting, and we were teaching uh, a group of uh, business leaders from that area, and we had about three sessions. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit does with me in particular is that he will just, he, he sometimes just gives me a nugget while I'm already up there and I'm already ministering. He will just drop something in my spirit and I haven't even had a chance to uh, process it. I just start talking it. And uh, at the end of the day, I feel like, man, that, that was really cool. It makes sense. I wish I was the one writing notes. <laughs> So what he said with me yesterday, I read this uh, very same scripture, and he said to me to tell the people that when he says the Holy Spirit will show you things to come, he's not talking about uh, eschatology. He's not talking about uh, the study of the end times, you know, the the 666. In fact, when you tell uh, believers that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come, uh, they think that, you know, that we're talking about the Holy Spirit showing you things to come about who the mark of the beast is. And the 666 and, uh, and so on and so forth. And the Antichrist. And when he here, he says the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Well, to that particular group, uh, he, he told me to tell them that he could even show them things to come in their areas of calling. 
And in that particular moment, he was talking about creativity, innovations, uh, witty inventions. You know, sometimes when we sing songs about the ancient of days, uh, uh, it, it connotes or it depicts a picture of a deity that does not know how to use a MacBook Pro. <laughs> you know, wearing his robe and he's looking at this laptop and he's thinking, what do I do with this? No, God created the MacBook Pro, amen? In fact, he knew about the MacBook Pro in the Garden of Eden. I knew I wasn't going to get an amen because for, for most of you, it's a stretch. Amen? God knew about flying and aviation in the Garden of Eden. In other words, the children of Israel could have boarded an A380 Airbus from Egypt to the promised land. But they had to walk through the desert. God is sitting in heaven saying, come on, listen to the Holy Spirit. Keep up. And so he asked me to say something that was really extreme for me. It was like pushing the envelope. He said to me, for me to tell the people that they should stop listening to other people uh, for, you know, direction. And as soon as I finished saying that, the Holy Spirit then dropped another scripture in my mind that seemed to contradict that. Which says, in a multitude of uh, counsel, there is what? There is wisdom. And as, as I said, oh, yeah, but we know that in the multitude of counsel, there is wisdom. And then he dropped another nugget as I finished saying that. He said, now tell them to listen to the messenger within the messenger. What he meant by that is even when you're listening to man, you're not listening to him. You must be listening to the Holy Spirit within the man. Because guess what? If you start listening to man, 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 you're going to be limited. You know what Henry Ford said? He said, if I had asked the people what they want, they would have said, we want faster horses. <laughs> Not cars. Amen? So we need to stop listening to just, you know, what our peers think about a situation and start listening for the voice of God, even in our areas of calling. Amen? Casing point, grace in the marketplace. I remember vividly when God started, you know, speaking to me about grace in the marketplace, and he told me to teach the series, and right after I finished teaching the series, he said to me, now, Tafara, I want you to write a, a book, and uh, this book is going to open doors for you. It's going to give you opportunities to go and empower uh, businessmen all over the place. So I went and I told my wife, and my wife said, well, if he told you to do that, then you should do it. And I told her, I said, but I don't want to do it. And she said, why? I said, because it's hard work. And she said, but the Holy Spirit told you. I said, yeah, I know, but, you know, writing a book means late nights. means you have to get up, you know, in the middle of the night if you, the Holy Spirit drops a nugget in your spirit and you have to get up and capture it before you forget. And you have to read the same chapter sometimes ten times before you approve it, and it's up to, you know, what you would want to put out to the public. So I wasn't interested because of the work that it comes with and, you know, one day I just woke up and the Holy Spirit really spoke to me in almost like an audible voice. It wasn't audible outside, but it was really loud on the inside of me. He said, Matt, you're going to have to write this book. And I started writing Grace in the Marketplace because I heard the voice of God. And because of that, uh, the book has opened up uh, so many opportunities for me. It's created so many new relationships. Uh, it's opening up so many uh, speaking engagements for me, and I thank God for that. And uh, beyond that, I just thank the Lord that he gave us the Holy Spirit uh, that can speak to us, and we can take heed and, you know, just do what he wants us to do, and 
it will just work to our advantage. So I want to submit to you, brothers and sisters, that we all have a Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit can speak to all of us. Amen? Amen? That's the starting point. But today, we want to start off with dealing with what I like to call the hindrances to hearing God's voice. And I listed down about five hindrances that I believe if you deal with, uh, you'll be able to hear God for yourself uh, clearly. Amen? I said amen. Uh, The first one is uh, simply doubt and unbelief. If you're taking down notes, just simply doubt and unbelief. The Bible says in John uh, chapter number 10 from verse 27 to 28, this is Jesus speaking. Uh, Who's speaking? Jesus. How many of you know that Jesus can't lie? The Bible says in Titus chapter number 2 verse 1, it's impossible for God to lie and God is Jesus. Amen? Amen. He is the uh, perfect representation or the express image of God according to Hebrews chapter number 1 verse 3. So Jesus can't lie. So he's about to tell us the truth. How many of you believe that? (laughs) In fact, it says in uh, Hebrews chapter number 6 verse 18, it's impossible for God to lie. Do You know what that means? That means everything God says is the truth. If God walked into this very building this morning, what day is it today? Uh, Sunday morning. If God walked into this very building this very morning and said, How are you, Faith Hill Church, on this Wednesday evening? How many of you know that it would be foolish for us to say, Oops, Lord, no, it's not Wednesday evening. It's Sunday morning. No, just because God said it, the Sunday morning has to change and become a Wednesday evening because God can't lie. Amen? Amen. What he says is the truth. Can I get an amen? Amen. He can't lie. It's impossible for him to lie. So he's about to share with us a, a, a truth. And this truth is, my sheep hear my voice. How many of you believe you are part of, uh, you are sheep of his pasture? You, you believe you are saved and you are going to heaven, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, and Jesus is your Lord? You are a part of the sheep. And he says, my sheep hear my voice. Someone shout, I can, I can. hear God's voice. See, growing up, I didn't believe this. I didn't have a problem with the pastor claiming that he could hear God's voice. I didn't have a problem with the apostle saying he could hear God's voice. I had a huge problem if you tried to convince me that I could hear God's voice. In fact, there are a lot of people who don't believe this. I think it was the vice president of the U.S. He came out a few months ago and he said, I heard this from the Lord, and the news people went crazy. I mean, they were saying, man, this man hears voices. This man is crazy to claim that he hears from God. This man is 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 a crazy man. I mean, CNN and them, they went, CNBC, they went crazy, man. They went crazy on the man. And I was saying, but this is just a basic truth, watch this, for for an average believer. We hear God's voice. Why? Because Jesus said it. And I believe it. You You may choose not to want to use it. But you can't hear God's voice. And I want to convince you today that you can hear God's voice. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Verse 28, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So the first hindrance we have to overcome is the hindrance that says you are disqualified to hear God's voice. Jesus just qualified you, and he just declared that you can 
hear God's voice. Amen? And don't get suspicious when someone tells you, I heard from the Lord. It's not weird. It's just regular, average Christian living to hear from God. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Man, we have gone so far from the basics, we have to teach the basics again. And the second hindrance for most people is sin consciousness. Notice I didn't say sin. Because sin itself does not stop you from hearing God's voice. How do we know that? Let's go to Genesis chapter number 3. We're going to read from verse 1 to 10. Thank you, Jesus. It says in Genesis chapter number 3 from verse 1 to 10, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. She added a little extra there. (laughs) God never said anything about touching it. He said you should look after it, so you get to touch it if you're going to look after it. Can I get an amen? He says in verse 4, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. They were already like God. So uh, the enemy was offering something that they already were. Remember, Genesis 1.26 says they were created in the image and in the likeness of God. So they were already like God. So the enemy was just offering them something that they were already. It's the same thing with any other temptation that the enemy offers you. It's just a counterfeit of what God has already given you or offered you. Amen? And you should not fall for it. Hallelujah. It says in verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband. Poor brother had no chance. <laughs> eat. <laughs> and, and he did eat. <laughs> and the eyes of them were both opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sawed so, uh, fig trees together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord after they seen, after they ate of the fruit. Did you read that? He said they heard... The voice of who? Of God. This is Adam and Eve. Right after they disobeyed God, they still heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. So the hearing God's voice is not just restricted for the chosen frozen. I'm not in any way condoning sin. I'm not saying go and sin so you can hear God after. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, just in case you sin, that does not disqualify you from hearing from God. But what you should do is stop dwelling on the sin and start dwelling on who God says you are in his word. In fact, the Bible says in Romans chapter number 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation. 
There is no guilt tripping. There is no sense of guilt. There is no uh, sense of inferiority for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So you can still hear God's voice even after making a mistake. Amen? God does not completely give up on us. Thank God he does not give up on us. Because if he did, we all would not have a chance. Amen? Amen? They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? This is the first question God ever asked mankind. And it's not in relation to uh, their geographical location. God is not saying, where are you? Are you in Midrand? Are you in Polokwani? Are you in Mashlatini? No. God is saying, where are you in relation to your identity, to who I created you to be, to be the one above the serpent, not the one below the serpent. So it's a positional question. And here's what the Bible says in verse 10. And he said, I heard. Say that after me, I heard. (laughs) I mean, this is a man who just sinned. He said, I heard, and I believe he heard it clearly, because he went to hide after he heard. It wasn't a sneaky suspicion. This may be God speaking. No, he heard, and he knew it was God. So no one is disqualified. Can I get an amen? amen. I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. The third uh, hindrance that usually trips people up is found in... Um, Proverbs chapter number 4, verse 20. Let's go to Proverbs chapter number 4, verse 20. Uh, Beyond today, we're going to be teaching you how to hear God's voice. Today, this is just an introduction to get rid of the dirty diaper. Amen? Before we bring a new one. To to take away the the old thinking, in a way, to to unlearn, you know, all the religious junk that they they may have told you. In fact, it was during the, the, the Dark Ages, uh, one of the uh, 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 things that happened during the Dark Ages was that uh, people just did not hear from God. And one of the reasons was that the Word of God was locked up in a language that common men could not understand. And the other reason was physically it was locked up in monasteries, and people had no access to God's Word, and they just didn't hear from God. And because of that, there were some serious consequences during the period called the Dark Ages. No historical records, no medical discoveries, no technological advancements. So it's critically important for us to hear God's voice. If we're going to advance and progress as a a, a community and as a human race, amen? We need to hear uh, from God. And uh, the third hindrance is a heart of honor. A heart of honor. When God speaks, this is what you should do. Uh, Proverbs 4 verse 20. Attend to his words. Did you read that? He says, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my saying. That word, incline thine ear, is not saying, you know, uh, uh, just tilt your head uh, physically. He's saying, uh, just like a horse or a donkey or a, a dog, when you call their name, their ears prick up. Amen? That's what he's saying. He's saying when God speaks, uh, 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 be attentive. In fact, when you wake up every single morning, uh, be on alert for God's voice. 
My son, attend to my words. Because God is speaking. We just read in uh, uh, John chapter number 16 that the Holy Spirit speaks. And he's speaking all the time. Our responsibility is to attend to his words with attention. Amen? Amen. And it comes from a heart of honor. Man, whenever you go to a a church service, whenever you wake up in the morning, uh, just look forward to hearing from God and be attentive about what you... Man, be ready to hear something that will literally change your life forever from God. Amen? Don't just look for God when you're in trouble. Man, God wants you to be on the offense. Looking for God to hear from God when you're in trouble is defense. And you never win games by playing defense. You win games. In fact, they say the best defense is offense. Man, you should attack the enemy so much, they will have no chance to come into your house. And you do that by paying attention. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Pay attention to what I'm saying. That was the difference between the Pharisees and the disciples. They all heard the same message. And Jesus actually said, uh, made a conclusion out of their hearing. He said, you have ears, but you hear not. Why? Because they didn't prick up their ears to hear. They didn't honor what Jesus said to say. Man, when you start valuing your relationship with God and his voice, you will start hearing him all the time. Man, he will speak to you in the shower. He will speak to you in the car. He will say, man, sometimes I, I, I hear God's voice, and he starts speaking to me all kinds of stuff, and I start declaring those things to myself. And sometimes those things are just so huge and humongous, and, and it's unreal. But I place a value on what God has to say to me. When a prophet comes, I'm talking about a prophet of God, when they come and they start declare, declaring some words over me, you know, it, for the most part, uh, some of the words they speak are just so huge and impossible from a natural perspective, but I still honor those words. Amen? I remember the one time we had uh, Marcus Weeks, and he came and he started prophesying, and he said, Safara, you're going to be uh, a voice to the continent. At the time, the church was about eight people, and this prophet came and he said, you're going to be a voice to the continent. I said, yeah, right. But I still had honor. I had honor enough to record it and at least type it out and put it somewhere where I could read it. And as I started reading it and honoring it, I moved from yeah, right, to yeah. Amen? Sometimes your background, your experiences keeps you on yeah, right. I remember someone came to me when I was still in Bizo Kwekwe, and they said, man, you're going to uh, get married, and you're going to uh, own your own car, and you're going to own your own house, and what do you think I said to them? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Have you looked at where I am lately? Man, I'm sleeping under the kitchen table. <laughs> this is rough, and here you are talking about getting married. Where am I going to put the wife? <laughs> she can't fit under there. <laughs> where am I going to put the children? Yeah, right. But as you stay in God's word and value God's word and keep going back, you see, the most part is to convince yourself. For the most part, prophecy is to talk to you and convince you out of you. Abraham, 
You're going to have a son. Yeah, right. I'm 100 years old. And my wife is 75 years old. But thank God Abraham believed God's report at some point. Amen? So I moved from yeah, right, to yeah, right. And then as I kept reading it and honoring it, I moved from yeah to right. Right. This is God speaking. This is possible. Amen? But it came with a heart of honor. That's the difference between the Pharisees and the disciples. They both heard the same sermon. Someone else was hearing to find fault. They're different theologians. They're those who read the Bible to find contradicting things. And guess what? They find them. Not because they're contradicting, but because that you get what you're looking for. Amen? And if you're looking for it, you're going to find it. And the Pharisees were looking to find fault. I mean, these people would just shout things to interrupt Jesus while he's teaching. Can you imagine in the middle of the sermon, someone would just get up and say, should we pay taxes? <laughs> and I, thank God it doesn't happen here. Because <laughs> if I'm in my flesh, I might say, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Amen. So honor is the difference between receiving, listening uh, to criticize, or listen to learn. The Bible says we must lay aside all filthiness and all superfluity of naughtiness, James 1.21, and receive with meekness or with a teachable spirit the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. We must receive this word with a teachable spirit. Amen? Uh, The fourth uh, hindrance that we want to deal with today is... um, Sometimes we value uh, the spectacular uh, over the supernatural. And there's a difference. Because sometimes the supernatural is not too spectacular. Amen? I said amen. Let's go to 1 Kings uh, chapter number 19. We're going to read from verse 11 to 13. I think this is the New King James Bible. He says, you know, uh, God speaking to Elijah Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, excuse me, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Someone say, the Lord was not in there. After the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. Someone shout, the Lord wasn't in there too. After that, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. Did you read that? But Pastor T, I was at that service. I felt the tremor. I felt it. I don't know what you're talking about. I felt the tremor. I felt it. I saw the fire. I saw it. I saw the gold dust. <laughs> I might get into trouble. <laughs> you know, moving right along. I saw it with my physical eyes. I saw. I saw it. Pastor T. I saw the spectacular. The prophet got up and told the people their phone numbers. I was there. I witnessed it. Did it bear witness with your spirit? He told them their uh, 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 license registration number. 
Of course, the car was parked outside. <laughs> Whose car is B? A55. It's me, Papa. <laughs> yeah, I just read it outside, you dummy. <laughs> In fact, when that fed started, I almost, you know, with my peers, I almost looked uh, carnal because I didn't flinch. I remember one night vividly, and I was sharing with Henry, almost all my peers at the time, my eldership, were going to this prophet, the pseudo, you know, prophetic that we see today. And I was staying at home, and they asked me, they said, why aren't you coming? And I didn't want to, you know, cause uh, a, a strife or anything, so I didn't tell them I'm not going because it's, it's, it's weird and I don't sense God in it. I just told them I'm not coming because Asno is playing tonight. <laughs> Should have seen their face. They thought, man, pastor is carnal. He's not coming to the prophet? because. And guess what? It turned out, Pastor Henry here will tell you, one of the prophets actually called and confessed to uh, Pastor Tate, and he said, you know what? All this time I was messing around. I was just messing with people. I'd go on their Facebook account and look up their stuff. And he confessed. He's going through, man, we're praying for the guy. He's going through a real hectic time right now with the family, the wife, and, man, all kinds of stuff is going on. And when I looked back, I said, Holy Spirit, thank you for not taking me to that place. And making my heart uh, not easily impressionable. And sometimes you just need to sit still and wait for the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes the masses, where the masses are, in fact, they say, they say narrow is the gate that leads to the truth or to heaven. The broader one, sometimes you need to sit back and say, Holy Ghost, are you in it? And hear from God. Amen? He says the, there was an earthquake. Did you read that? After that, there was a fire. I mean, this was crazy. This was a crazy manifestation. And most people would have fallen for the spectacular. But at this particular moment, that's not where the supernatural was. Can I get an amen? amen. Where was the supernatural? Verse 12. After the earthquake, a fire. And the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, a still, small voice. And our God... Is full of humility. I mean, God could speak in a loud, booming voice. Better than some of the voiceover artists. But God chooses to speak to you in a small, still voice. I'm not saying there are moments where you will not hear an audible voice. Sometimes you may get to hear an audible voice like Jesus heard a voice from heaven when he was getting baptized by John the Baptist I'm just saying sometimes the spectacular is not where the supernatural is. And we need to pay attention all the way from the small, still voice to a loud, booming voice. Because sometimes we miss God because we are just looking for the spectacular. We're looking for levitated chairs. We're just looking for someone to do something first to impress us. But sometimes God speaks to you in a small, still voice. Some of you, while I'm preaching right now, God is speaking to you, not through my voice, but through the messenger within the messenger. This is why at the end of the service, we could sit around and compare notes. All of us would have different notes of what we heard from the same sermon. You know why? Because you were not listening to Tafara. You are listening to the messenger within the messenger. Do you get that? And the last hindrance we have to deal with is uh, the distractions of life. Let's go to Mark chapter number 4 from verse 18 to 19. 
Thank you, Jesus. Is this helping you? Next week, we're going to show you how to hear God's voice. That's the part I want you to get to. How to hear God's voice. But we want to get rid of all these hindrances that may stop you from hearing God's voice. It says in Mark chapter number 4, verse 18, Now these, talking about the sower sowing seed, remember the story? Now these are those among the thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering in chokes the word and it becomes unfruitful. Sometimes we get too distracted to hear from God. Sometimes busyness chokes the word of God. Amen. Particularly for us, we live in a, in a very busy city of Johannesburg. I mean, it's, you get up at uh, uh, 6, uh, you know, one past 6, you're in the shower. You're showering by about 5 past 6 for the men and by about quarter past 6 for the ladies or half past 6 for the ladies or 7 o'clock actually for the ladies. Then you, still, you, you get out and you pick up your handbag, you're on your way. And some of you get in the car and the radio is already on, talk 702, yeah, and, and there's just too much noise going on around you. And you get out, you get into your office, and the first thing you do as you sit on your desk is to plug in your headphones and some more of that 702 or YouTube or some other distraction. You know, I don't have anything against YouTube. You can learn a lot from YouTube, but I'm just saying we need to move away from being busy and make some room to hear God's voice. Even in the midst of all the busyness, you can hear God's voice, but this is what Jesus would do. And I believe you are setting an example for all of us. He would take himself away from the disciples every now and again and go and spend some time alone with God. And then he would come back and say something like this. I only do the things which I see my father do. I only say the things which I hear my father say. I wonder where you heard that when he was spending time with the father. And I have to stop because I'm out of time. Amen? Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, I can hear God's voice clearly. No distractions. From today onwards, I will make time to hear God's voice. Amen. Sometimes it's that, just that peace in your heart, in the midst of a tough decision. Just that peace that God gives you. And you know, this is the right decision. Sometimes it's a little check, and you can't put your finger on it. But you know, there's just something amiss about it. You know why? Because we minister, or we are spirit beings, and we live spirit to spirit. And sometimes when the spirit is sending the wrong signal, you just don't receive it. Because you are a new spirit in Christ. Amen? I said amen. And when you learn to pay attention to this signal, I'm telling you, you can become proficient to hearing God's voice. And this will make you look smart. Man, the Holy Spirit will make you look good. 
In fact, I remember someone saying to me, man, grace and the marketplace, that's such a cool thing for the corporate. Where did you get that? Holy Spirit. Someone said to uh, uh, my wife, design a life. That's such a cool thing for a conference. I've never, because almost every other conference in the world, women's conference, is flourish. <laughs> but I've never heard design a life. Where did you get that? The Holy Spirit. Amen. Man, the Holy Spirit will begin to cut a new pathway for you in your area of calling. He'll begin to show you how to do things. Copy and paste, man. You can kick that thing out of the door. You don't need to copy anybody. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. You ready to live a life of hearing God's voice? We're going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these, your precious sheep. We thank you for the words of our Lord and Savior. In John chapter number 10, verse 27, when he declared that my sheep hear my voice. Right now, Lord, we bring them before you. And we pray that every single person under the sound of my voice is being fine-tuned to the frequency of your voice. Lord, I thank you that from today onwards, they will not doubt themselves. They will not submit to their flesh. They will not submit to the condemnation of sin. But, Father, that they will position themselves and boldly and confidently expect to hear from you. Lord, I thank you that you have pricked up their spiritual ears to hear from you. Lord, I thank you that they will not miss your godly instructions for life. But Father, like a GPS, as they go on with their lives, we declare Psalms 37 verse 23, which says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Order their steps in, at work, in the workplace. Order their steps in the business. Order their steps in the family and in raising up children. Order their steps in the ministry. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone shout amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we love you. God bless you. And remember these words from 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by, by sight. Amen. God bless you. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.